Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, everyone. Well, we have ourselves a baseball game that's gone into extra innings. So as we witness an unprecedented and historic election, each and every hour is bringing new breaking news headlines. But as we wait for a definitive winner for the election, I wanted to give you a behind the scenes look at how we at Fox Business are covering the election and what a Biden or Trump victory might mean for your financial future. Who else to call in to everyone talks to Liz than the man with his ear to the hallowed ground of Wall Street and beyond? Charlie Gasparino. Hi, Charlie. Welcome back to Everyone Talks to Liz. Thank you. You really want to know how I covered the election last night? Yeah. I had my iPhone in one hand, a martini glass in another, <laughs> and I was, you know, talking and drinking and watching. <laughs> And yelling at the TV. Unlike you, I did not have to uh, do any heavy lifting. I know you were on. I was on and I was live blogging. So foxnews.com had me live blogging with two Fox News top reporters, Griff Jenkins and uh, Mike Emanuel. And we were giving all kinds of insight. But I was kind of focusing on the markets because I was watching futures. They were all over the place. Yeah. But I was in my house, so I like to let people know sort of how the sausage is made. I moved upstairs for a short time so I could completely scarf a hamburger, a hot dog, and corn on the cob. The dinner of champions there. <laughs> and some Skittles for dessert. Uh, I made I made um, eggplant parmesan and, and homemade chicken soup, just so you know. For those of you who also don't know Charlie, he is a cordon... Bleu chef type with the Italian twist. All right, so let's just get to right off the bat the question about election 2020. In in my hour of the show today alone, and by the way, it's Wednesday that we are taping this, Wednesday, November 4th, um, we had multiple headlines. Wisconsin went to Biden. Immediately, the Trump administration said they were going to sue. They're also suing in Philadelphia. There are all kinds of issues that are happening right now. How is this election different from any other that you've covered before as a financial journalist? Um, Michigan also just went to Biden. Uh, well, you know, it was fascinating. Listen, I was I was a, a reporter at the Wall Street Journal uh, covering Wall Street um, back in the day when uh, you had the contested election. I vividly remember the hanging chads and people trying to figure out if there was a Florida. if you were uh, if yeah. you were if, if people really did vote uh, uh, that way. So. You know, every election is different. Last one was was crazy. This one is crazy. Although, you know, Liz, when you think about it, in some ways, they um, this kind of followed a pattern that was predictable. We always knew, and we reported on your show a hundred times, that uh, Donald Trump had a very narrow path to victory. We always knew that Biden was essentially ahead, and and we also we also knew quite right up to the end that that Trump was closing the gap at the end, that those rallies that he basically started bringing out people and people were starting to doubt Joe Biden, particularly when 
when Trump was talking about his economic policies. And I think, you know, the fracking, the, the fracking bans or, mm-hmm. you know, the, Biden says he doesn't want to ban fracking, but you can listen to his statements, uh, his tax policy, which is a lot higher taxes, particularly on investors. All that stuff is um, started getting baked in at the end. And um, it worked. And what, what, what happened was it basically energized not just the base, but it caused people that were on the fence to say, whoa, do we really want to go here with this guy? Economy was kind of good pre-COVID. It's getting better now. Um, and so, you know, Trump at the end, actually, if he did at the end what he did in, in the if he started doing that in the summer, you know, he might have won this thing outright. Uh, if he, it if is he interesting, acted- is it not, though, that he, as an incumbent president with a, a very decent economy, certainly, uh, was so was making so many comments such as, oh, doctors get paid for every COVID patient that dies. Yeah. These, these really far out in the orbit of who knows planet X what, uh, had, that, that it was this close for an incumbent president who had a strong economy. Well, well, you know, I could play this both ways. It shouldn't be this close, giving all the crazy stuff that he said. I almost said something else. Uh, You know, I mean, he was, listen, we've had months and months of stuff about shooting Clorox and and, uh, attacking Joe Scarborough for maybe, for, you know, alleging that he killed his, uh, his, his secretary back when he was a congressman. I mean, if you just piled up the insanity that came out of Donald Trump's mouth over the last six months, forget about the last four years, it would be, I, I just can't believe he, he would be even in the ballpark. And um, he was just, he sounded, I'm not saying his policies were this way, but he sounded unfit for office, okay? Uh, his policies were another matter. Um, you know, even if you if you don't like the way he, he rhetorically described COVID, uh, which, you know, left, left a lot to be desired, there wasn't much he was going to do differently than, than Joe Biden. He didn't exactly, you know, this. You know, it's interesting. You talk about his policies. He cut a lot of regulation. And yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine who is a very successful Democrat in the financial world. And he can't stand Trump. Absolutely can't stand him. But I said to him, try this. Compliment him on one thing. Just one thing. And he said, oh, that's easy. He said, cutting regulation to run a business. I used to get harangued constantly for every little thing from FINRA or the SEC or whoever. He said, now my phone doesn't ring and I'm not doing anything wrong, but it's just so nice that I can run my business. So when you're talking policy, I get it. Yeah, I mean, listen, he did. He ran. We should point out that Donald Trump did not invent deregulation. He did not invent the tax cut, you know, any standard Republican would have done that stuff, too. So um, I I just think I I just think Biden was also offering in these last few weeks just such a 180 that um, from what Trump was doing that was actually working to a large extent that voters didn't buy it. I mean, listen, I can tell you this. I mean, Joe Biden's probably going to be our next president. There's no doubt. So one a one Andy one. The Democrats were banking on a blue wave. Um, the fact that they didn't win the Senate while they won the presidency is a huge thing. He should have the Senate. Uh, the fact that he doesn't, if the Republicans, even if they don't win that one seat, the uh, Gary Peters seat in, in Michigan, uh, they still have 52 and you can't get a budget through 
with tax increases and 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 Green New Deal with if you don't have fifty one votes. And, and we remind would, our our listeners here, guys. You say oh, Joe Biden's going to hike your taxes. Kate, the president doesn't hike taxes. Congress levies taxes, and when you have a red Senate and a blue House. It's just not going to happen. Um, I want to ask you really quickly about the stock market. Day after, we at one point, the Dow was up 800 points. The NASDAQ clocked a 4% gain. It was like this huge relief rally. And those gains, yeah, they moderated a little bit, but they pretty much held even as Joe Biden was uh, given Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, I'm knocking on wood. There wasn't any real um, unrest in the streets, although someone sent me a photo recently about some protest in Manhattan just now. But, uh, um, you know, the other thing is, listen, divided government is not bad. And I will tell you, and it's something we addressed on your show today, the minute it looked like the Republicans keep the Senate and Joe Biden might win, the major Wall Street firms like BlackRock, the big money manager, they went out there and they started pumping out research and they were essentially saying what what would happen under a divided government. And it was pretty positive. Uh, you uh, get lower bond yields. Uh, you saw a little bit of that today, by the way, yeah. uh, because there's not going to be the blowout spending. Um, there's going to be a cap on tax increases. There may be some, but, you know, who knows if the Republicans are going to agree to that, any of those major tax increases that he wants. And big uh, tech, Charlie, big tech is not going to be that's broken one. up now. Yeah, that's probably true. And, you know, I don't think the Republicans want to break up big tech. And uh, by the way, big tech gives a lot of money you know, in their, through their packs to Republicans. So remember that they, they're the rank and file, maybe a bunch of liberals, but the, uh, but the, the companies themselves know how to throw around money and they'd be giving money to Republicans. So, the, so about, that's probably off the table too. Yeah. We're not done yet. We'll be back in a moment. Hey folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. I want to talk about CEOs who are breathing a big sigh of relief today and CEOs who are worried and annoyed. I'm going to go first. The CEOs who are concerned if, if Biden does hold this and win are probably big oil, obviously. 
However, I think that the CEO who is absolutely thrilled today has got to be Jeff Bezos of Amazon. Yeah, right? yeah, I think I think so. And I think, listen, as long as the Republicans keep the Senate, you know, Biden is known as a as a deal maker. I mean, I mm-hmm. think Elizabeth Warren, you know, might have been Treasury Secretary. She's probably not going to be Treasury Secretary now. The banks are breathing a sigh of relief. Right. Right. Because she hates them. And, you know, there's a long stand. She would like to break up the banks. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think the the, mo- the most progressive agenda, if the Republicans manage to keep 52, um, which I think they will, um, and they may pick up that one seat in Michigan. It's like neck and neck. Um, the uh, they get 53, it's even more. So you're going to you're just going to have gridlock. And uh, that might not be the worst thing in the world if you're an investor, you know, and Joe Biden may. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us all. The guy is light on Capitol Hill. He's light. Mitch McConnell likes dealing with him. He may be willing to to, to be a conciliatory. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't ask me why I can't say that, but you know, maybe it's maybe it's my hangover uh, getting me. But uh, uh, but um, you know, that's the whole thing, Liz. It's it's very fascinating. You know, the I, I would say the biggest loser last night was the uh, was the left wing of the Democratic Party. Their hopes have been dashed to do a lot of uh, a lot of uh, meaningful stuff. Um, and it's probably not going to happen given where the Senate is. We should also point out the Republicans picked up some House seats. I mean, they're not close, but they picked up some seats. So, you know, it's just this was a really interesting election. And uh, progressivism, the AOC types, they took it on the chin a little bit. And they're just going to have to get used to, to this. Um, you know, uh, I, I think the where if you look at just like why when this sort of trend started happening, People often want to vote for the president in, in the office. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't like Americans are kind of like you have to be like Jimmy Carter. Trump was almost in that um, genre because he said such noxious stuff. But when he started making the case economically about what he did, when he got away from the, the crazy rhetoric totally and, you know, just started. I mean, I know every now and then he's great. Well, let me take the other side of that. And I will say that. It was almost a default because if you notice, he did glean the Hispanic vote and he was not rejected by a lot of the Cuban population in Miami because he pushed so hard the S word, the socialist word saying Joe Biden will be a socialist. And all they remember is the brutal regime of Castro. Well, you know, it's, so that it's, resonated it's, it's, with them. It was sort of, uh, OK, it goes beyond the uh, necessary you, you, lesser Liz. default. Liz, Cubans are a um, traditional Republican voting bloc. I don't think that's where it helped or help, help them. It helped them with South Americans that just came over that are much more middle class. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Americans from Venezuela, where there's, you know, so- social, they're just here. Cubans have been in this country for a long time. Um, the And they are a Republican voting bloc. Uh, anybody from South America. Um, Puerto Ricans are flocking to Florida. Um, we should point out that that's much of the Puerto Rican middle class. They are not left wingers. They are entrepreneurs. They are business owners. Mm-hmm. I know this. Just go down there and you, you, you just I, I spent a lot of time in Miami. And I think he was able to tap into that, that the Democratic Party thinks all these groups, just because they're quote unquote minorities are, you know, they're in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. They're not really. It's much more diverse. It's, you know, it's the the African. Listen, I bet you when we see the the poll numbers, when we get some more data, data, you're going to see African-American males 
you know, he got a chunk of that vote. Um, you know, I'm just going to tell you that that's he was trending better in that in that regard. OK, uh, in the end, in the end, Charlie, I remember four and a half years ago when you and I were sitting on that set in Midtown Manhattan and covering him as a businessman running for president. What kind of life if he loses does he, I can't say return to, because he's already moved from New York to Florida, but what will greet him upon return? You know, he had all these buildings um, along the West Side Highway that have his name stamped all over them, Trump, 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 and all of those uh, cooperatives, they, they all voted and they removed his name. Um, he's got businesses that he wanted to restart. Remember Trump Steaks? <laughs> Remember that? Trump Does he pick up where he <laughs> left off? Yeah, I, you know, I wonder. His, his, in, in many ways, his brand is bigger now, right? He's got a very loyal following. Although, you know, uh, the, you know, he was mainly in high end stuff. So I'm just wondering how you translate his sort of retail appeal to the high end stuff that he d dabbled in. You know, don't be surprised that he go that he he's, he could go into TV. I mean, I can see him starting his own network. The only thing I will tell you this. Everybody thinks it's easy to start a network. You just, you know, someone backs you up and you do it. I mean, all you have to do is, uh, I think Harvard probably should do a case study on how um, how Fox started. It was a it was a slog for five years. I mean, you got to Mr. business. It was a yeah. slog for eight years. Well, that was a slog for eight. Mr. Murdoch put a lot of money into it. Yeah. There was a lot of planning. Um, does he have the head to do all that? And, and stick, uh, with, stick with a losing operation before yeah. he gains a foothold. Right, right. And by the way, that's because, you know, our, our boss, our ultimate bosses are, you know, they, they've been there before. So they know what it takes. You know, it, it, it takes uh, takes some time, perseverance, and uh, and then and then it works. So um, does he have that type of intestinal fortitude to do that? And I don't I don't think he does, to be honest with you. But I, I've been wrong before. I said he was going to lose in 2016. <laughs> Charlie Gasparino, uh, this story is far from over, but it is wonderful to have you on back again. I miss you, buddy. You know, for those of you who don't know, Charlie's been working from home and I'm working from my house. We haven't seen each other in eight months now. Yeah, I know. I miss you, too. I miss all you guys. Uh, you, Cavuto, the whole team. Uh, I, was, I, be, I go into the office every uh, probably once a month for a week, and uh, I'll probably be there in a couple of weeks. And uh uh, you know, this is I, this is a year that uh, we've never. What would happen? I mean, did you ever think this was going to happen? <laughs> well, my sister-in-law has been giving a speech for the past five years called "Stopping a Global Pandemic Before It Starts." So I used to listen to that speech and say, "Oh, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe." I just don't see it. No, I never thought this would happen, Charlie. Never. Just crazy, just crazy. Well, stay, stay safe. Uh, Keep your family safe. I'll talk to you soon, Liz. And you too, Charlie Gasparino, the one, the only. He is an original and appears on my show with unique and breaking and exclusive information every single day, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Fox Business Network. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Everyone Talks to Liz. We'll see you next time. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.